the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. A full day of campaigning in Pennsylvania for President Trump, who finished up in Newton just a few minutes ago. From Washington's Crossing and Independence Hall in Philadelphia to the Quakers who ran the Underground Railroad, from the Union soldiers who lay at the rest, and you lay at rest, they lay at rest in Gettysburg, to the workers of Bethlehem and Allentown who forged the steel that won World War II. America is the story of everyday citizens who have given everything to help this country live up to the highest ideals. Mr. Trump has four more stops in the Keystone State ahead of him tonight. Tomorrow, the president keeps up the pace with rallies in Michigan, Iowa, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Joe Biden, meanwhile, has just two campaign stops, both in Michigan today, one in Philadelphia tomorrow. This is SRN News. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with the statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. We're counting down the days till election 2020, and we're doing so in style. From now through the third, you'll hear quotes from candidates, plus helpful reminders on how to easily find the latest news and information. And our countdown to election day was installed by Champion Plumbing. Just past 2 o'clock on this Halloween Saturday here in the Twin Cities. Let's take a look at your forecast for today. Great night for trick-or-treating. Partly sunny skies. We reached a high of 56. And we got hour two. Brad Carlson in on a Saturday for the Narn, and it starts right now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just do a search at Facebook.com for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and it'll bring you right to our page. Give us a follow if you'd be so kind. And as always, we appreciate your support. And uh, we are honored at this time uh, to be joined in this uh, first segment this hour, just first segment, because, well, we're less than 72 hours away until Election Day. So it is a crunch time, to say the least. Honored to be joined right now by Kendall Qualls. He, the Republican candidate in Minnesota's 3rd Congressional District, which uh, includes cities like uh, Brooklyn Park, Coon Rapids, down to uh, Bloomington, Eden Prairie, Dino, Maple Grove, Plymouth, Minnetonka, and Wyzetta, a very vast, uh, uh, diverse district. Obviously, this was uh, won by Dean Phillips in 2018, the first Democrat to represent this district in nearly 60 years. So uh, Kendall Qualls has the uh, task to bring it back into Republican hands. So we wanted to uh, hear from him, hear what's going on in the campaign trail during this uh, stretch run. Uh, Kendall Qualls, first of all, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio hey. Network, sir. Thank you, Brad. I'm glad to be back, and uh, I want to thank your listeners for joining us. Well, we appreciate you uh, joining us, uh, Kendall. Like I said, uh, less than uh, 72 hours 
till Election Day. So to say the least, uh, this is crunch time, the stretch drive, whatever you like to call it. Uh, what kind of activities do you have planned for this uh, final push, Kendall Qualls? Well, we are out there. In fact, I just took a break um, from going out and meeting uh, voters um, in Camplin. We're going out to Plymouth. Yesterday, we were in Bloomington. Um, we're excited. People are excited when they hear my story. In fact, we win three out of four votes from swing voters, those that are independent, when they hear my story versus my opponent. So we're getting out there, and we're, we're just knocking on doors, doing the social distance and mask when we need to, sure. and uh, making sure people hear the story. Well, obviously, Kendall, you uh, become quite familiar with this district. You've, we've kind of seen it you know, over the past uh, couple of decades where, uh, obviously, the Republican presidential candidate that won it in 2000-2004, then President Obama emerged victorious his two terms. And even though President Trump uh, won the election in 2016, obviously didn't win the state of Minnesota, but was very close, uh, still Hillary Clinton outpaced him by more than nine points. So we've kind of seen the district demographics, the dynamic change a little bit in a uh, political party. You, having been a resident there for, for some time and now running as a Republican, uh, to what do you kind of attribute that, Kendall Qualls, and the uphill battle that you might have? Yeah, I don't necessarily call it an uphill battle. Um, and okay. and here, here's why I say that. If, if you look at the numbers, you know, President Obama, yes, he won it his first term. He barely won it in this district. He barely won in this district running against um, Mitt Romney. That's true. And, um, and you know, if you, if you, again, across the country, there was a, um, obviously President Trump got elected. He got elected a lot of the reasons because of the uh, Obama administration and the Obama um, legacy. Right. If there, if there was a moderate, say, Republican, say another Mitt Romney, this, this district would have voted for um, that Republican president. But again, we can we can do conjecture all we want. At the end of the day, um, Hillary did win this, this district by nine points. Right. But again, Eric Paulson Eric Paulson won it by thirteen. So right. it, it it is not a strong uh, Democrat uh, leading district at all. And um, we we feel confident we can win it back. And I am going to be curious because obviously during presidential election years, there's just flat out more turnout. And let's be honest, in 2018. There was more, uh, certainly more motivation to get out and uh, uh, issue a repudiation against President Trump in uh, his first midterm, as happens to all presidents of the opposite party. We understand that. So with that having been said, Kendall Qualls, what are, I guess, some of the chief concerns among your constituents? As you indicated, you're out going out, knocking on doors, meeting with folks one on one. Is there any concern that is kind of priority over any others in their minds? Uh, There's a couple, but I could just say one thing. You know, when coming out of the midterm, we had in this district, we had nearly 24,000 Republicans that didn't show up at the polls. Mm, wow. Um, so uh, the Democrats came out with a presidential year turnout. We did not. Correct. So this time coming around, the energy and passion, first of all, I can tell you, when you look at between the two candidates, the two races, all the energy, all the passion is around this campaign. We just need to make sure we translate that into uh, turnout and uh, we get out the vote. So n- number one thing that um, we're hearing is, uh, you know what, we're concerned about public safety. We need to get our, our communities, our cities back in order. Um, people, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword with COVID. Um, you know, I, I, I come across many people that are concerned about um, going back to work in downtown at the IDS Tower and many other places. But they're glad that COVID because they can work from home because sure. they wouldn't be comfortable going back to Minneapolis. Right. So public safety is number one. Number two is get the economy back up and running. Um, then COVID is obviously a, a close, you know, a tied second or third to that. But they're all kind of interrelated. But number one is people want to get back to work and get, um, you know, just get back to their normal pace of life so they can actually earn a living for their families. That People have taken a hard hit. So I guess you personally, uh, Kendall Qualls, what was kind of your uh, motivation for getting into this race? Obviously, it's a district, as we've been talking about, uh, even though it's been kind of a a swing district in presidential election years, uh, with the exception of 2016, um, it's been represented by a Republican for nearly 60 years until Dean Phillips prevailed in in 2018. So uh, from that standpoint... What was your, uh, I guess, motivation to run in this uh, particular race in this uh, at this particular time, Kendall Qualls? 
Sure. It had more to do about leadership in our country, where our country was heading. And so here's a scenario. You'll, you know, the, the, my opponent and his party, they, they constantly make fun or mock because, they, you know, they, they felt that, hey, I moved here because I wanted to run against Ilhan Omar. They don't get it. They're missing the major, major point about this issue. You know, when you have people, elected officials, denigrate the country, mm-hmm. compare the U.S. Army to ISIS and al-Qaeda, mm-hmm. and, then, and when they um, actually you know, really speak against Israel and, and really borderline anti-Semitic comments, and no one in the party speaks up publicly about it, it's almost, it's almost analogous to if, if you don't publicly denounce it, you're complicit to it. Mm-hmm. And that's was my, my, that was my biggest concern. I, I had a, a, an elected representative. He had a, a colleague or, you know, uh, someone from his party in the very next district. He said nothing strongly uh, against it. Like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, everyone knows, in Germany, he was in Germany during World War II. He, he publicly denounced what the Nazis were doing against Jews. He stood out at the, at the risk of his own life. And we always uphold people that are, have leadership abilities that, to, that make a staunch um, you know, point about what's right and wrong, good and evil. Sure. And the point that, that my, my, my elected official didn't say anything publicly when, when those comments were made was one of the main drivers for me getting into this race. We do. We are joined by Kendall Qualls again. He, the Republican candidate in Minnesota's uh, third congressional district. Again, we are less than seventy-two hours away from election day, so we certainly appreciate uh, Kendall joining us in what is uh, obviously the uh, stretch run of this uh, particular campaign. Uh, Kendall, obviously, we alluded to uh, COVID and, and people taking the proper uh, precautions and distancing, and as a result, you know, a lot of the big crowd gatherings that. Uh, candidates like to engage in, whether it's parades, getting out there and shaking hands, just weren't possible during this pandemic. Also, one of the things that has maybe fallen by the wayside, too, and I don't know if it's the same in your district, is candidate forums, where you have both candidates or multiple candidates running for a particular office, having an opportunity to make their campaign pitches uh, to constituents and kind of draw distinctions of their uh, competing visions. Have you been able to do that with uh, current Representative Dean Phillips? And uh, if so, what in your mind uh, draws the best distinction between the uh, two candidate, main candidacies in this race? You know, we, we haven't had the two. We haven't had an opportunity to do as much as I would like. Uh, we've had two virtual debates, um, and and I can tell you that the, the, the distinctions couldn't be further apart from the you know as as uh, as the choices are that, you know today in the election. Sure. So here, here's a scenario I, I want to make, remind our, your listeners. When, when my opponent ran against Eric Paulson, he accused Eric Paulson of being um, aligned with the leadership of the House. He voted 90 percent with his House leadership. Mm-hmm. And, that he, and yet, even though that Eric said, hey, look, I'm, I'm on the bipartisan committee. I, I work across the aisle. You know, Dean Phillips would say, guess what? Your votes don't match your quotes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, want, I want to say the exact same thing. You know what? My opponent is on the bipartisan committee. Every time he talks about, he comes home, he talks about bipartisanship. Well, he he beats Eric Paulson. Eric was ninety percent. My opponent ninety nine percent. He votes with um, Nancy Pelosi. Right. Ninety four percent with Ilhan Omar. And he he always comes back. It's almost like I'm I'm actually running against two different opponents. The one that comes to Minnesota. He talks about being bipartisan, bipartisan, bipartisan. He's got all these scorecards and, you know, participation trophies from these different organizations for being bipartisan. Sure. But at the end of the day, his quotes don't match his votes because the guy I'm running against is in Washington, D.C., and he's the one that's aligned himself with the progressive left, and he tries to hide it with his double that comes back to Minnesota. Yeah, we only have about a minute or two left. We want to give you an opportunity to uh, share with folks uh, your website. If there's anything you need, again, less than 72 hours, Election Day, I guess you can best communicate to us, first of all, your website, and then what do you need these this final few days, the stretch run, uh, to ensure that you uh, emerge victorious on Election Day this uh, coming Tuesday? Sure, sure, Brad. Thank you so much. You know, this, uh, the website is kendallforcongress.com, Kendall, F-O-R, for congress.com. Hey, here's the scenario. You know, you know what? I started from nothing in my life, but I was so blessed to be born in this country because where you start in life 
There's not where you have to stay in life. Sure. And this narrative that our country is systemic racist and everything else is the furthest from the truth. It's the second reason I decided to get in, because there are people that helped me that were black and white, rich and poor, male and females. And I didn't I would dishonor them if I didn't stand up and um, really stand up for our country. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So if, you're, if your listeners want to support someone that uh, believes in the character of this country and fighting for it, then they should support me over my opponent and tell their friends that are middle of the road and even, you know, the old traditional Democrats, they'll vote for me three to four versus my opponent. Once again, Kendall Qualls, a Republican candidate in Minnesota's 3rd Congressional District. Again, check out his website, kendallforcongress.com. I've also linked to it at uh, my blog bradcarlson.org. Kendall, an honor to talk to you, sir. Thank you so much for checking in on what I'm sure is a uh, busy stretch run to Election Day. Best of luck to you uh, over these next 72 hours in on Election Day, and uh, obviously know we're pulling for you. Thanks again for tuning in or uh, checking in, sir. We appreciate it. All right, Brad. Thank you. Take care. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway that right there approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many americans find such wonderful pain relief if you have back pain shoulder neck hip knee or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800 500 8384 relieffactor.com Hi, I'm Doug Wardlow. Thinking about not voting at all? Disgusted with the political process? Well, let me tell you, not voting allows the likes of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Tim Walls, and Keith Ellison to take your guns and close your church. We need your vote to protect the Second Amendment, life, and the right to worship. This election is way too important to sit out. Your vote is needed more than ever to sustain our God-given rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yours might be the deciding vote. Paid for by Abler Volunteer Committee. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. 
And again, we appreciate Kendall Qualls uh, checking in as well. Uh, I can't imagine what the last three-day blitz is like on a campaign trail. I don't care what office you're running for. But uh, KendallForCongress.com is his website, and I've also posted it at BradCarlson.org. Uh, if you want to check it out, check out his story. Very fascinating story. We only had one segment with him, so we uh, didn't have a chance to get into much of his story. Mitch had him on a couple weeks ago, so definitely check out that podcast as well. But uh, uh, hopefully the folks, 3rd Congressional District, uh, give Kendall all the consideration that he deserves because he would be a uh, fantastic representative, that is for sure. Uh, folks, uh, right now we are the guest of Palooza continues as we'd like to welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, at least for my show. Uh, Tom Ryther, for those of you who've been in the Twin Cities for a while, you obviously recognize the name. He was a sports anchor with KSTP-TV back in the uh, 70s, uh, mid-70s, left for a few years, came back, and was at uh, WTCN, and then I remember it was WUSA, and then KARE, Channel 11, where he was until the early 90s. And many of you probably remember the uh, well-publicized lawsuit that he filed once he was let go from KR11, an age discrimination suit, which took several years. Tom uh, emerged victorious, and now uh, he comes on radio shows and tells a story, I guess. Uh, well, you've done more than that, but uh, Tom, as always, we appreciate the time. Welcome back, sir. Brad, thank you for the invitation. I've been looking forward to it. Thank you. And, of course, if you remember uh, my broadcast last year, September of last year, we had Tom on to promote his book that was just released, entitled The Hummelsheim Kid. It talks about his story uh, just growing up, Simple life in the uh, uh, 30s, 40s, and 50s on a uh, Hummelsheim Avenue in uh, St. Louis. And by the way, folks, we got a couple of books that Tom has been willing to uh, give away. Uh, two copies, I believe, Tom? One or yeah, two I, copies? I have brought two in. Two copies. Okay, folks, I'm not even going to make you work for it. All you got to do is give us a call, 651-289-4488, and you will get a free copy of the book, The Hummelsheim Kid uh, by Tom Ryder, his uh, life story. Very fascinating story. Uh, it's more than just it was about his time as a sports anchor. Uh, Tom also did general news as well. So we're going to talk about, uh, I'm sure what he would agree, the decline of journalism in this oh, country. It's awful. And uh, also uh, interviewing two presidents. Three. Three presidents. Yeah, John F. Kennedy when he was a senator. Oh, that's right. That's and right. And then uh, Lyndon Johnson twice. Once when he was in the presidency, and then when he he came over to Hudson, Wisconsin, to pay homage to Jim Bertelson, a great football star, okay, from Hudson, who played for the University of Texas. All right, and I was the only reporter. I got tipped off and went over there. And uh, uh, Brad, I'll never forget. We were at uh, some restaurant in in Hudson, and here I am, and I had interviewed Johnson during the nineteen sixty four campaign, okay, live for my radio station in Belleville, Illinois. But I got to sit across the table. When he came to Hudson, and I did my interview with him, and I said, also, I would like to thank you for for not sending my Army Reserve unit to Vietnam in 1966. We were packed and ready to go to Vietnam at the last minute. He didn't send us. Okay. And then the other president I interviewed was Richard Nixon. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Richard Nixon, ironically enough, the the last presidential candidate to win the state of Minnesota in a presidential race. So uh, some people think that Minnesota's up for grabs this election day. I'm always a skeptic regarding that because we I've heard that so many times. Oh, this is a time, this is a time Minnesota finally going to go red. I don't know. But uh, Nixon was the last one to do it in uh, 1972. Well, uh, Tom, obviously we had you on uh, part of the uh, public, publicizing of your book. You did an interview from your home with Star Tribune columnist CJ. Yeah. And one of the points she focused on uh, was your relationship with, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to believe, but the late Sid Hartman. I always thought Sid was immortal. I mean, the guy has been through more stuff and survived more things than than anybody I have ever known. I always equated him to, like, the old guy in A Green Mile where he would outlive literally everybody he ever came mm-hmm. across, kids, grandkids, whatever. Sid Hartman passed away two weeks ago at age 100, and one of the things you wrote in your book, you didn't have the best relationship with Sid, and for some reason the Star Tribune headline writer decided to focus upon that, even though... That was just basically a footnote in your book, Tom Ryder. Right. I don't th- I'm not sure he's gone. I think I saw him sitting out in the <laughs> ante room out here. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to harp on that. I, I, was, I was on the air here for 20 years, seven at KSTP, seven really wonderful years with uh, uh, Ron Majors and Barry Zavan, Dr. Walt Lyons. We were, had a 51 share of the TV audience. That's, that's, a, legendary, that's a legendary lineup, Tom uh, Ryder. No one, wow. no one will ever beat that number. And then, uh, then I had the honor of working with uh, with Paul Majors, and, Ron's uh, brother, uh, yeah. Ron's brother, 
and Paul Douglas and Diana Pierce. And we went from deep last place in the ratings at Channel 11 to number one in July of 1987. So I've been I've been very on. And now, all those years that I worked, 20 years here in the Twin Cities, I first met Hartman at a Bud Grant. And I did the Bud Grant show for seven years. I did 110 shows with Bud. Did you know he's a close personal friend of Sid Hartman? I don't oh, know if Sid's yes, ever mentioned that or not. I was no. never a close personal friend of Sid Hartman. <laughs> but I heard somebody, I, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I heard somebody badmouthing me across the room at a, at a gathering with Bud. And I walked over to him, and I worst thing I could have said is, I don't know who you are, because he wanted oh, everybody. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said, but if you have something to say about me, you say it to my face. And that's how we started uh, our relationship. And uh, he tried to get me fired here all, all 20 years that I was here. I call, And he, de- he denied that, but I, I can tell you, my bosses would call me in and, what's the deal with you and Hartman? I don't know. It's his problem. Yeah, I, right. But I, I can't be friendly to somebody I really don't like. But I have to have to salute him for his 100 years. And uh, but when I went to Cleveland, I went to work for NBC in Cleveland and New York. And before I even went on the air there, he had called a couple of his sports writer buddies, and they were writing bad things about me before I even went on the air. He was good buddies with Art Modell too, Cleveland well, I, Browns I, owner. Yeah, I, I yeah I knew Modell. I've been to Modell's house for dinner. I became very good friends with George Steinbrenner. And he also turned Steinbrenner against me. Now, wow. I, I, I got to say that he's gone. And I, I, wherever he is, I wish him the best. Uh, he was not my friend, but that's in the past. Yes. Time to forget it. Oh, no. Yeah, no question. And that's and, and this is, um, you know, what you're saying here is is shouldn't be surprising if you've listened to his colleagues eulogize him. I mean, Dan Barrero, mm-hmm. Patrick Royce, Joe Souchere, they loved him. But they all talked about how he needed to be the guy. You couldn't yeah. if there was if he was interviewing a player and they would try to get the scrum, you know, where other media members would come around. Yeah. He was even at ninety something. He was elbowing people out of the way to get them out of the way. He had to have a statue built outside a Target Center for cried out. He had to be the guy. And I think if you if you know his story when he was a when he was just a young kid who adored his mother but had an alcoholic father and basically had to work to support the family. Yeah. I under I guess I can understand where that mentality comes from because there's always going to be that insecurity. He had a lot put on him as a kid. That doesn't justify trying to get somebody fired. I get that, but it it makes so much more sense about how he operated literally every day of his life because of how he grew up. You know, he he was a uh, a bag man for a bunch of tavern owners, uh, Jewish tanner, yes. tavern owners. Mm-hmm. One of them was Max Winter, yep, who I I love dearly. He was really a good friend of mine. But I have to give Sid credit, though. His nickname was Blackie. Yes. Back in those days. I and do. He was, I've heard he was this. a bag man running money from here to there. And then he knew sports. And then uh, a, a bunch of the Jewish guys bought, brought the Minneapolis Lakers here. Yep. And they didn't know anything about sports. So he actually ran the team for a while and did a pretty good job. Just I, ask I, him. I have to tell credit you. him for that. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, those are all. But in my book, uh, CJ was very fair. She wrote two big articles about my book. And it's just only a small part of my book where I said, you know, uh, if you've been a news guy like I've been all my life, I started following news when I was six years old during World War II, listening to the radio and reading newspapers about what we were doing in Europe and in the Pacific uh, theaters. And uh, so I I consider myself a newsman first. But I always enjoyed scooping people. Mm -hmm. And it was always between Sid and me. But to be honest with you, the guy who beat us both was Charlie Walters of the Pioneer Press, who I have the utmost. In fact, Charlie wrote a really nice thing for my book. I got uh, forwards in here by Barry Zavan, Ron Yeri, Jerry Burns, Joe Castiglione, uh, the uh, voice of the Red Sox for 36 years, who used to work for me. What a staff I had in Cleveland. I had Joe Castiglione and Paul Warfield. Wow. You know, just and I've been so lucky to work with such wonderful people. And I've given a lot of people their start in the business, including, uh, I think, Dick Bramer. I, I brought him here from uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mm-hmm. I hired Randy Shaver, Jeff Passolt, who weren't really nice to me. They, uh, I've Passolt, heard this, yeah. Passolt testified against me in, in my age discrimination trial. By the way, I am still the only broadcaster ever to win an age discrimination trial at the United States Supreme Court. I had to win five times, but I won it. On uh, June seventh, nineteen ninety seven. Once again, we are joined by uh, Tom Ryther. Again, he spent uh, many years here in the Twin Cities, KSTP and KARE. 
as a sports anchor. But uh, we're going to talk to Tom about his uh, hard news background because he was more than just a sports uh, guy in his uh, career. He also uh, anchored hard news as well. And by the way, uh, Mark from St. Louis Park is a winner of one of the copies of the Hummelsheim Kid, uh, Tom Ryder's autobiography. So we still have one copy left. If you'd yep. like to uh, get another a copy of this, 651 289 4488 is the number to call. Again, we're not even going to make you work for it. Normally, I ask uh, listeners a trivia question they have to answer. Now, you just call in. We've got one book remaining, and uh, it is yours if you give us a call. Uh, tell you what, folks, we do need to take a break. We'll be back, uh, talk a little to Tom Ryder. He's uh, very politically engaged and uh, as has a few opinions on the decline of journalism, I have a feeling. Back in mere moments with Tom Ryder right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas, or pain, or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms, but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Hi, Mike Hilborn here of Roof to Deck Decoration. If there was ever a year to decorate your home with Christmas lights, this would be it. I will personally meet with you to come up with a beautiful design for your home or business. We provide all of the Christmas lights, wreaths, garland, and extension cords. My employees, not subcontractors, will install the Christmas lights and greenery on your home. If a bulb burns out, we will fix it within 12 hours. We'll even take the lights down after the holidays and store them at our warehouse. Visit us at RoofToDeckDecoration.com. Hi, this is Al Malmberg. This Sunday morning on The World of Aviation, we'll speak with Jolie Lucas, a licensed psychotherapist and pilot. She says when we go through our pre-flight checklist for our airplanes, We should also do the checklist for our minds to make sure we are ready to fly, especially during these stressful times. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 when we visit with Jolie Lucas on the World of Aviation here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB-accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA-approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-497-9632. 800-497-9632. That's 800-497-9632. Welcome back, AM 12 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Have we given the other book away yet, Jason? We have. I just got to get their information down first. Okay. So the books are gone. Both books are gone. All books are gone. Okay. What was the second winner's name? Just the first name? Um, I think his name is Brian, but don't hold me on that. Okay. <laughs> we had a lot of calls during well, the Well, the break. books are gone. Yes. So, again, Tom Ryder, author of the book, The Hummelsheim Kid, named after the street he grew up in in St. Louis. Uh, just a simple kid, born in nineteen nineteen thirty seven. You can say it. Tom, I'm eighty three. Yes, uh, you know I own every year. I don't. You know that's 19, why. Kid born in nineteen thirty seven, uh, raised uh, on Hummelsheim Avenue, uh, just a simple street. 
Simple life in St. Louis, Missouri, and grew up to uh, be a kid that has seen a lot of uh, seen a lot of news. Interviewed three presidents, uh, met Babe Ruth. Uh, you were instrumental in solving a murder, Tom Ryder. I did accidentally. That that was <laughs> May fourth of nineteen sixty nine, Brad. Uh, and I lived in Belleville, Illinois, because I'd worked for that radio station for seven years and built their news and sports operation. Then I broke into TV in 1969. But in May of early May of 1969, uh, we got a message over the radio that a young uh, two young teenagers had been murdered at Muscoota, Illinois. Well, that's right outside of Belleville. So we get in the car, my, myself and the news crew, and I I broke in with a wonderful independent station in St. Louis, uh, KPLR TV. But because of union rules, we had four-man crews. You had the reporter, the cameraman, the light man, and the sound man. Oh, my gosh. So all four okay. of us go over there. There are the bodies laying there. Now, my camera guy, Clint Crandall, and this is all in the book. I got so many different stories like this. But Clint had been a St. Louis policeman for 17 years. He said, we have time. Let's do some detective work. So we went to a couple of places, uh, run-down apartment buildings, went to a couple of trailer parks. Okay, And the guy by the name of Perry Wilson, who I knew very well because I used to sell advertising uh, to Perry when I did radio in that area. And uh, we said to him, uh, have you had anybody staying at your trailer park or any kind of weird people? I had a guy working for him, he said. He's gone. Ever ever since the word came out about the double murders, uh, he's gone. And his name was William Wayne Stauffer. So I... Uh, he started telling me about this guy, Stauffer. I called Cobby Rodriguez, the head of the St. Clair County Police Department, and told him, get a hold of Perry Wilson at the uh, trailer park in Mascuda. Mm-hmm. And make a long story short, uh, William Wayne Stauffer was captured 25 days later in Sacramento, California. He, oh, my gosh. Okay. He was a sex deviant, and he would put the uh, the young men in this way. It was this modus operandi. He would put the boy in the or the man in the trunk, young man and do his thing with the girl. Mm. And then he did that to a lot of couples, but yeah. apparently the boy fought fought back. Okay. And he shot the boy in the head and strangled the girl. Oh, my God. Now, the story of this is a wonderful book that's been written by the brother of the victim. Okay. Uh, Morrison was, uh, was his first name. It's called Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising. Because okay. the young man, is, is he, it was a song by, I guess, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Correct. I know the song, yeah. He was walking out of the, 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 the room out of his house on the night of the prom at Muscoota, Illinois, 1969, picked up his beautiful girlfriend, went to the prom. He was singing the song Bad Moon Rising. Ah, okay. And later that night, uh, all the group after the prom, they were swimming at a little lake or pond or whatever it is, and uh, this awful, awful human being encountered them and committed the murders. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I accidentally had a hand in at least getting the guy's name. William Wayne Stauffer. The book, though, I tell you, it's good reading. Bad Moon Rising. Okay. Bad Moon Rising. Fantastic. Yeah, a lot of and these are these are this is some fantastic stuff, folks. You're going to get uh, in this uh, in this uh, particular book. And by the way, Brian from St. Paul is the winner. So Mark from St. Louis Park, Brian from St. Paul, congratulations. They each get a copy of Tom Ryder's book, his bio, The Hummelsheim Kid. A lot of terrific stories. And Tom, obviously, we talk about your time as a sports anchor here in town. That's people in the Twin Cities know you best as at KSTP TV and then Care Eleven. Uh, but you actually worked in hard news, and oh, when yeah. it was actual journalism, where there was right. uh, certain uh, ethics and integrity that you were that you were bound to, and uh, I, I have a feeling this could take up a couple of segments, but I'll throw it to you anyways. What is a, the stark difference between journalism in your era, at the risk of sounding like back in my day, but journalism in your era? As compared to now, because there is a lot of distrust and dissatisfaction with journalism today, Tom. Well, right as there. you know, with you being in the business, it was honest. Mm. You pretty much got the truth. Uh, when I was six years old, my dad bought a recording machine, and I would read the news and give my commentary on what was going on in the United States and send it to my Uncle Taft, who was in the, on the South Pacific, uh, at Tenian Island. Okay, He was in charge of the Navy construction group that built barracks and smoothed out the runway on Tinian Island that the Enola Gay took off with, with the pilot uh, Paul Tibbetts, who I spent a whole day with, and I got that's in the book, too, okay. the guy who dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and he was, Paul Tibbetts was, he was the guy, and I spent uh, a whole day with him, and uh, but I started, that's how I became a news guy. Now, let's fast forward, 1948, 
I'm 11 years old. Television comes into the homes. It, I went to a movie with my mom in St. Louis. We walked out of the movie. There was a TV store, and there was a guy by the name of Frank Eschen doing the news on uh, KSD television in St. Louis. And I looked at my mom, and I kept looking. I said, that's what I want to do. I was 11 years old. And God was good to me. I got to live that dream. Started out my first job at 50 cents an hour as a disc jockey while attending the University of Missouri School of Journalism. But I had to work for two years on a construction job before I could have the money to go to college. Sure. But the one thing that I always remember about going to the Mizzou School of Journalism, which is the oldest journalism school in the world, and I still think the best, whatever you do, keep your opinion out of the story. Huh. That's not the case today. No. I'm embarrassed with my profession. Well, and this is this is what I, I think it's kind of been the the evolution of, of, of journalism school. It seems like a lot of, and again, I don't know if it's because of what the teachers are saying or what the professors or what they're even implying, but a lot of these journalism students, they come out and their mindset is, we want to be the next Woodward and Bernstein. We want to change yeah, the world. Really. Well, when is when has journalism when has that been their mission statement to change the world? I I, I, I don't get how we've evolved for reporting the facts. Just you, we report, you decide. Not to steal the tagline from Fox News, but that's yeah. really the essence of what journalism that's was. The way it should be, yeah. And it doesn't. But seem you that cannot, way. you cannot believe CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, and uh, all, NBC, and, yeah. and NBC, NBC, of course. Why I worked for for two and a half of course, years, yeah, and. Because Nikita Khrushchev, the head guy of Russia, and Brezhnev said many years ago, we will conquer America without firing a shot. And they did it by getting into our universities, our colleges, our high schools, our middle schools with leftist professors and teachers. And they keep drilling and drilling and drilling. So what do we have today? We have uh, AOC, always obnoxious creep, I call her. AOC. She prefers Congresswoman Tom Wright. They're well, gone. Yeah, right. Now she wants to be a senator and or president. And the, but I, I look at all these blog sites like The Guardian and um, Daily Beast, Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. You can't believe a word they say. It's all opinion. And it's just the whole. And I do go around and I give programs to senior groups on two subjects. One of which I, I think I'm an expert the true story of the James gang, the James Younger gang, being from Missouri. I even have a feather from the duster that Jesse was using on the day he was killed mm, in 1882. Wow. It was given to me by Jesse's grandson. Okay. And I have a little slice of wood from the first coffin. So I was close to the family, and I got to be really close with the folks in uh, Northfield where they the gay James gang was all shot to pieces in 1876. But uh, to get back to your main question— Hummels, uh, the Hummelsheim kid, I really get into the fact about how warped journalism is. I'm I'm embarrassed with my profession. I was always taught at Mizzou, keep your opinions to yourself. That, that just seems to be basic journalism. And again, we get it on all these stations, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. They all have programs that are opinion-based, where hosts, their bias is right there out front. That's one thing. But when you have these news anchors reportedly on a news show giving you hard news and their worldview and opinion seeps into it, to me that's to me that's worse. And you know, again, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Sean Hannity, but I remember he had Ted Koppel on his show one time and Ted Koppel talking about how Sean Hannity and his type of journalism is mm. is, is the scourge of the society. And it's like, well, Ted, I think it's order of magnitude's worse for someone like yourself exactly. to come across with a pretense of non bias but have that bias seep into to your reports. And that that's where people, you know, they chide Fox News all the time as being the arm of the Republican Party. Well, again, you have hosts on there. I think Brett Baer is one of the fairest ones out there. Yeah. I don't know of his political leanings. And he does a terrific job on, on special report, whereas Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, they put their biases out front. And That's right, but it's labeled as right. analysis or commentary. Right. That's okay. Of course. And, and, and any time... You know, uh, Care 11 or WCCO or, or KSTP, you know, you'd have guys coming on and, they, and they'd say specifically opinion or commentary right. to sort of distinguish between reporting the, the box score and giving one's opinion. Uh, Tom, we do have a phone call. Someone who knows you, apparently. Uh, Tom from Edina. Do I owe money? Is on line one. Hey, Tom, you're on with Tom Ryder. 
Oh, hi, Tom. It's Tom Reese back from the Adana JC days, and we had you speak at Interlock and in some of the meetings, and I'd like to buy one of your books. Well, I tell you what, that's now I did not put him up to this. I, no, I do no, remember. He had a chance to win a free book if he had just yeah. called it. Well, uh, <laughs> I tell you, the, the <laughs> book. Uh, I, was third. I was third on the call. Oh, uh, I got it. Well, I'll tell you, it, it, it sells for $19. We're, uh, we're not in it to make money. I just wanted to get my really unusual story on the record. And Jeff Lanto is the publisher. He did a great job of doing all of the designing of the cover. And, uh, but I wrote every word. I take responsibility. <laughs> but the book can be purchased for um, $19 by going to StudioZ7.com. That's Studio, Z is in Debra, that's yeah. Zebra.com, yep. StudioZ7.com. And it will go into their website, order the book, and uh, pay the $19, and Jeff will send it out to you. And I'm, I'm very honored that you want the book. Well, I appreciate it. I heard your comment about the Jesse James gang, and uh, do you have a special book on that? No, I don't, but I've been having a ball going around giving uh, programs to mainly senior groups uh, because I I do label myself as sort of an expert uh, on the James thing because I've been following it since I was 11 years old. And and one of the first stories I covered when I broke into TV uh, back in 1948, a guy by the name of J. Frank Dalton claimed to be Jesse at age 100. And I went out there with my Uncle Darcy, my dad's brother, who was a photographer, for a St. Louis newspaper, and I met that old guy. And But I never was convinced that he was Jesse at age 100. Make a long story short, he really <laughs> wasn't. But when I first broke into TV, I covered that trial where the James family, mainly living in California at the time, sued the Dalton family to put that story to bed. And I was at Union on, on the day that that story about J. Frank Dalton was debunked. The James family well, won really- the case. I'm proud of you. You always get to the bottom of things. Uh, I remember your sports casting well. I uh, went to high school with Ralph John Fritz, R.J. and Fritz, uh, which you might remember. One of the great people of all time. I loved him like a brother, both he and Mark Rosen. And, uh, in fact, my son Tommy uh, works for WCCO-TV. He's been there over 20-some-odd years. He worked uh, for Mark and now Mike Max, and he worked with uh, Ralph John. And I'm very proud of my son. He's won three Emmys. So I'm a CCO fan. Oh, it's good for you. Are you living in the metro area, Tom? Yes, I am. Uh, oh. I live in Belly, Betty McCollum's district, and uh, the only sorry. way we're going to get her out of there is plant a bomb in her office or something. I don't <laughs> Tom, know. Tom, come on now. Uh, no, didn't mean that. Didn't uh, of mean course that. not. Of course not. Just being hyperbolic. No, we get what you're saying. Uh, Tom, we appreciate deep, appreciate your call. Thanks so much. We do have to run to a break. And we have one final short segment with Tom Ryder. Uh, former KSTP and uh, CARE 11 uh, sports anchor, uh, has done uh, news anchor uh, even before his time here in the Twin Cities. A lot of great stories from his book, The Hummelsheim Kid. Again, Studio Z7, Studio Z, the number 7.com is where you can go purchase a copy of the book. One final segment with Tom Ryder coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Are you a 50-year-old male with pre-existing conditions? Conditions where you may be a bit porky and have type 2 diabetes? If so, $1 million of term insurance should only cost about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. If you lean left or right, wear a mask or don't, Big Lou will find an affordable term life policy for you. Big Lou's been very, very busy lately finding affordable term life insurance for people with pre-existing conditions. He's great on the phone with a bedside manner second to none. Get a term life quote now by calling 800 555 2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford with no broken promises. So call Big Lou. He's a lot like you, and he's hoping for a vaccine too. For affordable term life, call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085 or BigLou.com. Whether you love it or you hate it, winter is upon us. Start preparing before it's too late. Bundle up and save some cash. This fall is the perfect time for Standard Heating and Air Conditioning's Bundle Up for Savings Sale, where you can save at least $1,000 on a new high-efficiency furnace. 
giving you and your family toasty comfort all season long. In addition to saving $1,000 or more on your new high-efficiency furnace, they're offering payment options or 0% financing. You can take comfort in knowing that Standard Heating has been serving Twin Cities homeowners since 1930 and that their NEAT certified technicians will get the job done right and right away. So don't wait for winter. Start bundling up and take advantage of this sale. This offer ends October 31st. Learn how you can save $1,000 or more on your new furnace at standardheating.com patriot. That's standardheating.com patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. The comfort you deserve since 1930. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. One final segment with our guest. And one final segment of the show. Again, Mitch Berg uh, is in for me tomorrow, by the way, folks. I'm filling in for Mitch today, in case you haven't figured it out. Uh, Tom Ryder, former uh, KSTP and CARE 11 sports anchor, was here for a little more than uh, almost two decades. Uh, Has also been a hard news guy in uh, other markets as well. So uh, he knows more than just sports, that is for sure. And it's uh, personified in his book, The Humbleshim Kid. Uh, Check it out, StudioZ7.com. That's StudioZ, the number seven. Dot com if you'd like to purchase a copy of the book. We had a couple to give away, and they uh, went quickly. So uh, it's a fascinating story, to say the least. Uh, Tom, we were talking a little bit off air. You have a fascinating story that I had never heard of. Apparently, uh, a farmer down in Iowa during the Carter years uh, ended up taking his uh, his own life. Yes. And uh, his widow wanted to settle the affairs of that farm and uh, got a little surprise when she went into the bank. This is a story I've not heard of. And I checked it out when it happened. It was As a just, good investigative journalist, it was about do. 1980, something like that. I was working for NBC at that time at, at Cleveland. But uh, this farmer in Iowa, a lot of farmers were losing their farms. Mm-hmm. Interest rates, I, I had a home loan at 10.5%. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. Unemployment was rampant. I remember this, gas, gasoline rationing. Oh, so yeah. that rationing. I had to wait outside in lines to get to get gas. Oh, yeah, I remember. And uh, the, the farmer killed himself, hoping mm. that the insurance policy would pay the, for the farm. Right. It wasn't enough. So the, uh, the wife went into the bank to turn over the papers to the farm, and the president of the bank said, you don't have to do that. The farm has been paid. And it took her a year or two to find out who paid for the farm. It turned out to be it was a Donald J. Trump of New York. That's a true story. He did wow. things like that or has done things like that all of his life, but you don't hear a lot of it. Yeah, yes, he says a lot of things that make us all cringe. Oh, yes. He's not Daily a politician. Basis. Correct. He is a businessman, a very successful businessman. They can't stand the fact that he fights back. But he look what he's done for our country. Obama said the jobs are gone. Yeah, okay, Obama and Biden, they created many jobs, low-pay, part-time jobs. A lot of businesses went overseas. The company I worked for, after I lost my job, I sold uh, metal fabrication for ELO Engineering. Because of the Obama regulations, they had to sell to another outfit. And uh, But it was a wonderful company run by a wonderful family. So I experienced – and then a lot of my business, Brad, went over to China. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of jobs were lost. I really don't believe much of what Biden says. Uh, and has he ever done anything? Uh, I wonder if Klobuchar or Tina Smith. And by the way, I'm very, very pro-life. Oh, sure. I'm like a fanatic about that. Sure. Fifty-five mm-hmm. million babies have been killed mm-hmm. since Roe v. Wade. Uh, they yeah. can say, "Well, you're a man; you have no right." Well, I'm sorry, I do have a right. You know, I've I've got two wonderful children, five grandchildren. I just became a great grandfather. 
Thank oh, congratulations. God. Yeah, yeah. I get to I've had those kids in my life. That's fantastic. So I I mean, we talked about President Trump having done stuff like that or he was just, you know, businessman Donald J Trump. I first heard of him in 1982 because of the USFL when he purchased yes. the New Jersey Generals. That's where yeah. I first heard of this guy. But uh what was what was his motivation? Is that just what he liked to do? Just try to help people out, advance their... I mean, did you ever get a... Did this widow ever find out the motivation for him uh, Well, you know, he'd, he'd been this? thinking about it a long time. Yeah. And I really do and believe... why this farm? You know? Seeing... Well, I just think... I think that a lot of people were telling him, well, you know, you're this fantastic businessman and whatever. And I've always said that the government has to be run like a business. These politicians don't know how to run it. And, and, and by the way, I'm not a total Republican or conservative. I mean, I'm from Missouri. I loved Harry. I have a letter on my wall written to me by Harry Truman. Mm. I wrote him a letter. I was a chairman of a big deal at the University of Missouri, and I said I wanted him to come down and be the Grand Marshal, and he wrote me the nicest letter. It was in 1959, and uh, so I was a Harry Truman fan. Um, I, I thought the world of John F. Kennedy when I had that chance to interview him. and He'd 19- be a Republican today. He he would be spinning in his grave today. If, <laughs> John if F. Kennedy, could, yeah. I, I, when I covered the 86 World Series in Boston, I was standing on top of a satellite truck and walking right below me, Tip O'Neill and Ted Kennedy. And I and I cringe when I saw Ted Kennedy <laughs> because every time I see him, I keep thinking Chappaquiddick. Oh, of course, yeah. A lot of people think that that's, uh, that's for sure. Well, again, we do have uh, just a minute remaining with our uh, in-studio guest, Tom Ryder, again, you can find his fantastic book, The Humblesheim Kid, StudioZ7.com, StudioZ7.com. And again, Tom gets no money of this. He took the time to get his story on the record and uh, decided to help I'm out. I'm honored this. that you've invited me back, Brad. Thank you oh, very much. Tom, well, you've got a lot of insights to, sh- to share about the, the news business, the decline. And if anybody can speak to the decline of the journalism oh. industry, it would be yourself. Well, that's and, the other subject I talked to, to the senior groups. What's happened to journalism? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well Tom, we'll definitely stay in touch. I mean, there's there's a Thank lot of you. things that we can uh, uh, definitely talk about. Uh, glad you're healed up, by the way. When Tom was here last year, uh, he had the bum knee. He got that fixed. Uh, got it last, replaced. Uh, got it replaced. And uh, now I um, hopefully that uh, you're continuing to be on the men, Tom Ryder, and uh, we wish you all the best uh, going forward. And we'll definitely stay in touch regardless. We Thank you so it. much, Brad. And, folks, again, I was in today for Mitch P. Berg, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. And don't forget, our election night broadcast starts at 8 p.m. Tuesday evening, election night, live from GOP Victory. Hopefully we can put the emphasis in Victory headquarters be sure to tune in as well. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. To the world. Closing time. Turn all- warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. Are you sick and tired of fake news and half-truths? Hi, Alex Hartman here of REMAX Results. If you're considering selling a property this fall, please listen closely. The market is hot. Inventory is low. That's all real and factual news. But beware, in today's world, fake news would have you believe you have to hire a big real estate team to sell your house. What they don't tell you is that they may pawn you off on a new rookie agent selling their very first home, or worse yet, a part-timer. The fact is, most people would prefer to work with a proven real estate agent who understands both the marketplace and their needs and will see their transaction through from start to finish. That is what I am, and that's what I do. When you call me, Alex Hartman, you get me and my proven track record of results. So if you like the idea of working with a like-minded Patriot listener, please give me a call for a free market analysis. 
Call me directly at 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Through November 2nd, get 0% financing for up to 72 months plus no payments for 90 days on 2021 Tucson's and 2020 Santa Fe's. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com.